What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to a podcast about New York sports. Sam here, joined with Matt as always. And Matt, I don't know if I have too many words. We sat here in the pre-show meeting here, and I tried to kind of put the put words in some sort of order. You know, there's so many different ways that my mind is going right now. I'm sure I speak for all Jet fans when I say this. I don't remember, as a Jet fan, a more negative feeling than I felt in this that game last night. And it's not even, we're going to get to Zach Wilson. We'll talk about everything about that. But it's like, how many more wounds are Jet fans going to have to suffer with this team? Regime after regime. You know, I'm watching this game, right, last night, obviously. And, and I can't believe I watched every single snap of this horrific game. But at the end of the game, and probably I might have been the only person in the world watching, they have a little bit with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, I'll say this, if he suited up last night, would 100% maybe have given the Jets a a very, very good chance to win the game. And I digress. But at the end of the game, there's this guy that they have this little stupid bit with Fitzpatrick, and he's solving a Rubik's Cube, or like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube. Like he's a novice, right? Like you and I trying to solve a Rubik's Cube. And I'm watching his fingers, and like he's he's turning this Rubik's Cube, and like he's getting closer, he's getting closer. One side seems to be filled up, but there's always that one little dot that always happens. And it's like... In the most poetic way possible, that's what the Jets are. You know, we spoke about this earlier in the year. Things are going so well, Elijah Moore wants out. Things are going so well, they, you know, this team starts to find some success on offense, Mike White gets hurt. Now, probably the biggest, the biggest piece in the Rubik's Cube, Zach Wilson, is a bust. That's what he is. Yeah. The, you know, I'm going to call like I see it. Zach Wilson is a bust, and I've been on this podcast as well as just on the side with people I speak to in football circles, defending the guy. I'm done. I'm my, I'm, I've pivoted. I've turned around. And I think that I speak for everyone when I say the Jet fans are done with Zach Wilson. And just like I start the show as always, and I think I know your answer today, Matt, what's going on with you and your thoughts on the Jets? Well, yeah, like as disappointed as we both are, I – you know, I, I did say a while back, you know, maybe over a month now that I, I've been done with this guy. Um, so I, I didn't expect anything from him last night. But what we can say 100% is that the Zach Wilson era in New York is over. They're, they're going to wash their hands of this. They're going to cut their losses. They're going to do what they have to do. There's no way that he's on this roster next season. It it, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's moving backwards. Um, and... Listen, I know that this doesn't hold any water, but I mean, Salah saying that, you know, listen, this isn't it for Zach. He, he's going to, he just has to, he has to get on a roll here. He has to, can, can we just stop? I know it doesn't mean anything. I just don't want to hear it. Can we just, can we just be honest with ourselves here? This is, like I said yesterday, I think he's the worst draft pick in NFL history, at least when we talk about quarterbacks. Because the only other two you could throw at me, are Jamarcus Russell, right? Ryan Leaf, along those right, lines. Right. So Jamarcus Russell had demons, right? And he was a really high, highly touted prospect. You can't blame anyone for picking him. Ryan Leaf was more highly touted than Peyton Manning. So you can't kill anyone for drafting him. Zach Wilson made one throw in a pro day, like a month and a half before the draft, and then he becomes this can't-miss prospect. And he doesn't belong on the same field 
as these other court. He doesn't know how to play the position. I mean, we're watching, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into every just the decisions he makes just dumbfound me and just the, the lack of accuracy right there at the end of halftime when they're trying to scramble for some points and they run a couple crossers across the middle of the field. He's got guys wide open with a few yards of separation and like it, it hits the ground five yards in front of them. It's, it doesn't even make sense to me uh, how he, he just, he can't play. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, they're going to wash their hands of this. I've been done with this guy. So it doesn't really uh, disappoint me that much today. Cause I went into last night, just kind of saying like, I hope this is the night that we can finally just turn the page. And I think that's totally what it was. Well, I'll say a couple of things to some of the things you said. One, I I'm, I'm fully on board with the turning the page thing Two, I think Bobby put it kind of like perfectly actually when he said the Jets don't need a good quarterback to be good they need a bad quarterback to be good and he's not even that um and kind of tying that into what you know you said with about you know the draft you know seeing all these one he was a one throw wonder you could say in in his uh in his pro day I I know I sent this last night I just wanted to bring it up on the podcast but Ian O'Connor uh very reputable source tweets in the middle of I believe it was like the third quarter I think it was post-Zach benching, maybe. He says, and I quote, League exec texted me in the middle of this brutal jet game here. Quote, I believe my pre-draft comment to you was the following. And his quote, I would not draft Zach Wilson in any round. That's not good, is it? And I think, like, you know, you can say what you want about pro days and college football. And that's a, that's a whole other conversation for another day. And uh, honestly, another layer of this, in my opinion. Where, you know, you people get so excited about, like you said, one throw. Or like you said, one good game that they have in college. Or, you know, in my opinion, you can make a highlight tape on anyone. Just being honest. And you can make anyone look, anyone, you can go put any high school athlete and make them look like, you know, as long as they have a solid game's worth of, of stuff, you can make them look good. And I think that maybe that's what happened with Zach Wilson. But let me take, let me let me digress from that because, again, that's that's a much, much deeper conversation than, a football conversation that we're going to have today. But sticking with the Jets, you brought up Salah. And I think, you know, going, looking back now in the past couple weeks, Mike White gets hurt, and then you start to hear these murmurs of, like, internal struggles amongst the Jets about who they want to be the quarterback. Like, one half wanted Zach, one half wants Mike White. And, like, look, I get it. Like, there's, you can you could have made the case a couple weeks ago for either of these guys. But it's just not there with Zach. And, you know, just looking at some of these stats, right? Uh, Zach Wilson, the Jets offense with Zach Wilson, time to throw 3.6, 3.06 seconds. Without Zach Wilson, 2.63. In the NFL, when, you know, you're facing a team on a rainy day with their, these defensive linemen are pinning their ears back and trying to get to an already erratic quarterback, that point, you know, four seconds is a huge difference. And and not even not even that, but just to to what people say is like the energy around the team, right? Strevler comes in last night. I mean, I can't even believe I'm saying that. And the team looks like a whole new team. They start moving the ball. They you know they I think they they picked up that big first down, and even that was a, a shit throw. It was a to Uzama down the middle where it should have been a touchdown, yeah. but it was only like yep. a thirty yard gain. But hey, look at that point, we've taken a five yard gain on a on a completion. But 
to that statement about the team kind of rallying around or not rallying around a quarterback, with Zach Wilson, the Jets blocking, right? 39.8 pressure rate would rank 30th. 8.6 sack rank sack rate would rank 25th. That's with Zach Wilson. Without Zach Wilson, their pressure rate, 29.6, ninth in the NFL. Sack rate, 4.7, would rank 6th in the NFL. So look, you can say what you want about the Jets, you know, struggles on offense. They had negative rushing yards last night. It was miserable. But I think there's there's a lot that can be said about playing for your quarterback. And to me, I've never seen a more obvious instance of a team not wanting that quarterback to be their quarterback than last night. No, 100%. And I feel like there was maybe a time when we would maybe try to fault the coaching for things like this, but you, I just think he's just not capable of doing anything easy. Because, like, you watch Mike White go out there, and he's, he's nothing spectacular, but it's just catch, step, throw, swing, stick, slant, just e- easy throw. Screw Mike White. And, How about when he goes to the bench last night and sees Trevor Lawrence doing that? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, it's not just, difficult. I just don't, I don't think he has any clue how to play the position. I really don't. Yeah. Well, it's, do I think he's a talented person? Sure. Like he, like he's got arm talent. You, I don't think you can deny the fact that he's got a strong arm. No, he's an athlete yeah. for sure. He, like in, in the literal sense, he's a talented person. But in the NFL, you need to be not only physically talented, you need to be mentally talented, especially to play the quarterback position. And he might be the least mentally talented person you know, in the NFL and you could just see it. And, you know, I I had said previously in weeks that like, Hey, look, I'm cool with rolling Zach out there, but I'm not cool with the fact that, you know, he throws one bad pick or one bad throw and there's the boo birds come out. And I, I have no faith in him doing that. Like, do I, let me put it this way. If they score a touchdown on that first drive, right. Where quite frankly was a, was a huge point in that game. That was very undersung when they get the strip sack fumble in the first drive and then they only get a field goal and the offense looked abysmal in the red zone, kind of foreshadowing the rest of the game. But like you, I just knew that game was over right there. Knew it. Like that offense was not looking like anything special anytime soon. But what I will say is if they did score that touchdown and people did, could get around Zach there. I think that game goes a totally different way. I think that was just so demoralizing and then you look across the field, and you got Trevor Lawrence, who, look, they only put up, how many points did they score last night? What was it, 19 or 16? 19 to 3, final score. Puts up nothing, nothing impressive, but guess what? He got the job done. And that's something that Zach Wilson can't wrap his mind around. And the worst part, that's been the complaint about him since college. And nothing's changed. No, not at all. And, like, as much as we talk about how, you know, quote-unquote talented he is, and he is, listen, he's got a really live arm. He's a, he's a super athlete, but uh, he's so inaccurate, it makes no sense to me. It's like there's about four passes a game that should or are intercepted. Like, some of them are just, like, how many times does he hit a defender right in the numbers? Like, this could be so much worse than it even is. Yeah, and let's lift the curtain a little bit, actually, ironically. I think you and I both had the same sort of bet in last night with Zach Wilson one-plus interceptions. And we get it on the cheesiest of plays with right before yeah. halftime. But it, there could there's a world where there, he has three or four interceptions in one half yesterday. Yep. You know, and I don't think, you know, Zach Wilson played bad, obviously. He looked putrid. But 
I don't want to let this coaching staff get away scot-free. A couple of my complaints about the coaching staff last night. One, well, not last night, but I've been critical of them, some of their play calling, I guess, LaFleur. But, yeah. you know, they say what you want about James Robinson, but, like, you, you, you commit to Bam Knight, <laughs> right, and you're, you start running the ball north and south beautifully with Mike White. And then all of a sudden you got these outside zones with Bam Knight and, like, just trying to find anything sh- outside stretch plays. Run it between the tackles. Get three or four yards a game. You know, first down, three yards. Second down, three yards. Then you're on a third and four. And if you're anywhere close to the middle of the field, that's four down territory. If you just run the ball and not even need Zach Wilson, you get first downs. They couldn't even do that. Two, Strebler comes in and they get it down miraculously, with which already seemed like, tell me if I'm wrong, when they got down towards the red zone, the Jets, with Strebler in, you know, that was probably the height of what was going to happen that night. <laughs> like, there was yeah. nothing that was going to be better that was happening than them just getting into the red zone. So it's third and two, and with Strebler in a quarterback, you run a pass. When he already ran it down the field, pretty much, you run a passing play. Incomplete. Fourth and two, you run another passing play. In what world does that make sense? It makes zero sense. And I yeah, thought well, some of the – look, the offense – on. Everything was bad last night. Even the defense, I thought, was not good. Sauce Gardner, I think, played his worst game, to be honest. Uh, he made some really bad plays. C.J. Mosley, I've spoken highly of him. Bobby has not, and I think I'm kind of leaning more towards Bobby's side because he's just like a dumb player sometimes. Like, he just he, – he, like, over, like, relies on his athletic ability, and it's like I always – it he always seems to be on the, the wrong foot. Like, when the play's going left, it seems like he's going right. And, like, sometimes when there's a broken play, yeah, he'll make a nice play. But, oh, my God, he's just such a frustrating player. I, 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 and then I don't get me started on being 7-7, seven and seven, right, or before the game being 7-7. Seven and seven. You're a 500 team, and after you lose one game to go under 500, and the coach says it's not about the playoffs. No, dude, that's not what you say. Like, I get it. You, you have a glimmer of a hope to make the playoffs. But how do you expect your guys to go out next week when your coach just said it's not about the playoffs? 100%. And they're going to no, put you, Mike totally White right. in. So what does that mean? Is that telling us that you know, if Mike White's healthy, if that's if Mike White is the quarterback next week, does that mean Mike White's the future? Because, look, it's not about the playoffs anymore. So let's just throw out Mike White and hope he's the future. It's a mess. I, I, I get sick talking about it. Yeah. No, I mean, you're totally right. And, listen, like, I, I don't want to give uh, the defense a pass uh, either, but – I mean, it's got to be tough when it's just three and out after three and out. I mean, they are on the field all game. I mean, I want to get the time of possession here. Uh, I mean, the Jaguars had the ball for 35 minutes. Yeah, it's it's Um, sick. So, you know, it's tough. And those games when they have Mike White, and to your point earlier when you say, like, well, what's with all these outside zones? What's with all these? I think it's just they're afraid of – a scenario where maybe the, those two uh, runs up the gut don't work, and now it's third yes. and eight, and Zach Wilson has to throw a pass. Couldn't have said it better myself, and it's so, so, so obvious. They're, right, so they're looking for all this extra, and it's just it's just such a terrible product offensively. It's unwatchable, really. That, I mean, where does that rank in terms of just, like, worst games you've seen from a team? They, I, I like, off the top of my head, it's got to be up there. Of, of yeah. the games that I've, like watched you know i've watched every snap i made sure i had nothing to do last night so i could watch every single snap of this game 
look, I watch every Jet game, but you know, you get up sometimes, blah, blah, blah. I'm not like 100% locked into every every play, but last night was a huge game for the Jets franchise, and they swung and missed. The ball's still in the pitcher's hands, and they already swung and missed. Yeah, these last two games were like, we were like, okay, these are winnable. This is This is your road to the playoffs right here. Zach Wilson has to play in both of them. You drop both of them, and now it's not about the playoffs. And, it, and it's, <laughs> Get it's, out of here. It's, yeah, I, I couldn't stand that when I saw that. And, like, all the, like, the, I get, like, not, you know, bashing your guy, but, like, let me, let me ask you this. If, if you were the Jets, why, why wouldn't you cut Zach Wilson today? Or, no, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this because I know what you're going to say. If, if today the, the, you know, you get your x rays and reports from Mike White and say that he's 100% fully healthy, good to go. Why don't you cut Mike uh, Zach Wilson today? Just cut it, cut the tie. Yeah, I mean, what's I guess, the listen, sense? I, right. I mean, and there's, I mean, forget about getting anything. For, remember, like a couple months ago, we we're like, oh, maybe, maybe you could like get a fourth. Maybe you look into a third. You're not going to get anything. He is going to be on a practice squad next season, if that. Yeah, like there's right. there's going to be some team, and like I can just see it now, just like him on the Patriots, just like as a complete troll job by Bill Belichick, just like never yeah. plays a snap as a Patriot quarterback, but just there. Like, like third or fourth string quarterback that he plays some preseason games, I guess. But like, yeah. anyway, there was nothing good. Like even even when start stuff started to look like even halfway decent, or like you know they're actually playing the game of football for once, you get a horrible drop by Corey Davis. Look, you can expect whatever throw you want. That that's about as good as a Chris Trevler pass as you're gonna get. To be honest, yeah. to, to Davis dropped it. And then all of a sudden you get a first down at the end of the game and you're trying to like hurry up a little bit and Garrett Wilson fumbles the ball. And it's like, he didn't even, what the craziest thing was, he didn't even look upset. Like it was like, oh shit, game's over a little early. Yay, let's go to the locker room. (laughs) Like he didn't, it was like, oh shit, I fumbled. Oops. Like game was over anyway. And it was like, they, the other team scores 19 points. That means you're in the game. Like. Most of the game, uh, to me, game doesn't get out of hand until it's like three possessions. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that that's just like we said. I mean, that's the Zach Wilson effect. I mean, none of these guys want him playing. It's so clear. And, um, you know, they know they lost the game. They don't care. They're frustrated. Um, and and he, he's just, he's a cancer all around. Uh, speaking of Corey Davis, he is uh, just terrible. Yep. Uh, I so didn't like when they a, signed him. I thought he was yeah, big the, like recently, but he just always has like these little like three four game spurts where he looks decent. And I'm like, oh okay, you know he's not bad, big body, blah blah blah. And then he just does yeah. stupid things. Yeah, there's one year left on that deal, and there is a potential out here for the Jets. So I don't know. I mean, I don't really want to get into the conversation yet of who's the quarterback next year. I feel like that's more of an end of season thing when the Jets um, inevitably miss the playoffs. But I. <laughs> It's just, if they just had gotten this one position right, or if they had just done their job in 2020, this is a this is a completely different world we're living in. Yeah, and it's obviously, like, looking ahead, it, we, you and I both don't like to look ahead, but games against the Seahawks, games against uh, the Dolphins to end the season here, like, the Jets are not mathematically out of it. Yet, you know, you get if the Dolphins lose and the Chargers lose this weekend, you're you're still viably in it. But you need like I'd say I don't even have their playoff, you know, percentage in. 
but it's got to be like 5%, if that. No, I, I think um, after the loss last night, it's only down to like 35%. It's not that bad. Sure, sure. I guess what I'm getting at is like mentally, what is the percentage? Yeah, well, listen, I mean, you never know. Like maybe Mike White gets plugged back in and they go beat Seattle and then who knows, right? But I, I just, I'm, I'm too like turned off to even think positively like that right now. And and I was listening, this is me the most like loser Jet fan thing I've ever heard in my life from myself, but I go in one of these like random Jet spaces last night on Twitter and like I'm just listening to these like absolute hack shows just talk about the Jets. Like every three seconds you got like, you know, Bo from the Bronx, the Jets fucking suck, Mike White's our quarterback of the field, like just like those kind of people, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, Someone brought up a decent point. It was like, get to the playoffs for what? Like, to see them get smoked? Well, listen, they, they were competitive against good teams for a minute there. They were. For a minute? Yeah. And then Zach but, Wilson started Zach Wilsoning. Yes. So, I, look, if to me, if I was the Jets, I would have sat Zach down today and said, look, Zach, like, this is not going to work here. Like, we 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 wish you the best. All we've given you is every single opportunity. And to be honest, for our sake of our organization, and if you love this organization, which he, I mean, love is a loose word, but you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, if you care anything about this organization that gate took a chance on you, uh, I think we got We have to cut ties. And I think that that would have been I I would have been fine with it. Would I have been stunned a little bit because of the comments like that Salah said? But you know that just like th- these conversations, if not have been going on, are definitely going on now about, you know, Zach Wilson not being on this team come, when when's the last day of the season here? I'm pulling up the Jets schedule in front of me. But whatever the last day of the season. So Sunday, January 8th is the last day of the season. There's a possibility Zach's not on the team January 9th. No, there is. There's a total possibility. And I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. And I think it would be very fitting. Um but I, yeah. I mean, I digress. The Jets are. Uh, we 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 spoke. We'll talk about the Giants in a little bit. Go around the league, but definitely just wanted to have a little vent session here. Bobby couldn't make it. We might have a little Bobby solo uh, eventually because he definitely. I think it would, it's kind of Bobby's at every game, right? Mostly, he didn't go to this game. Smartest guy in the podcast, by the way, for not going to that game. If you went to this game, not only were you miserable about on field, but you were probably thirty degrees raining rain all over you all night and just freezing. And you know how it is getting out of MetLife parking lot. It just, I couldn't, that's hell to me. Last night was what hell would be. Yes. And, and, you know, people say, you know, hell's a a hot place. No, hell's MetLife when the Jets score three points (laughs) and Zach Wilson's your quarterback (laughs) and it's pouring rain. That's what hell is. If you really want to know. Um, Yeah. That's what my version of hell would be. That would be my damnation. Like every day travel to MetLife, Watch yeah. the Jets put up three, and then sit in the parking lot for an hour waiting to get out. And but that's why, but that's why Bobby's the best because he does because he does that, <laughs> and he's been doing it. He drove to Buffalo. So did I. Oh, you you both did, but yeah. I mean, Bobby. Like, I know he's going to listen to this, but just round of applause for you. He might be the winner of the night by a not going to the one. I think it was like the one game he didn't go to all season, and then b not even. <laughs> Doesn't even give the Jets the light of day on the podcast because, quite frankly, I don't think they did. De- they I don't think they deserve this, but for podcast reasons, we have to speak about this. Yeah. So can I, can I just ask you guys why? Why is 
Because, like, like I just said, I'm fairly positive that all these solid comments mean nothing, right? But why even play that game? And I, I know what you're going to say. It's just kind of like, oh, well, I got to, you know, defend your guy, whatever. But why is it so over-the-top positive? Why isn't it like, well, you know, we'll see. I mean, he wasn't good today. Why Why is it always this... Hey, no, listen. Full confidence in Zach. I mean, he he's just got to get he's just got to get going a little bit. Why? What is the method here? Because like you have to imagine that he's not a Jet in a couple months. So like, are they? I, I just don't get the purpose. Well, I'm going to answer your question by asking your question in in shorter form. What do they hope to get out of this? Like, what's the hope? I I can't answer this. I don't know, but, like, is there really a piece of Robert Sala's mind that thinks, yeah, you know, Zach Wilson could have two good games in a row here and then parlay that into next season when he has a great year and we go to the playoff? Like, come on, dude. Come on. Enough. Enough with that. I think he's just, like, like an inexperienced and also just defensive coach and, like, just doesn't really know how to handle those questions. Well, the whole – I mean, you remember the whole receipt – did you – their whole receipts thing, right? Yeah. You know, I'm taking receipts. I haven't seen any like back pages today. I've I actually meant to look, but I'd be curious if that hasn't been brought up again. Like, here are your receipts, Robert. Like something like yeah. that. Like, and I mean, it is. I, I get sick thinking about it because there's looking forward to this team. You you got like you have pieces. This is a good. This is a great defense that is just absolutely a shell of themselves. Not and it's not a talent thing. It's just a mental demoralizing thing. And, like, how do you get up and go to practice on their next day? <laughs> like, yeah. if, every I, team I had, if every team had the same quarterback, the Jets are a damn good football team, I think. Yeah. I mean, we, we spoke about guys that could possibly be the quarterback of the Jets next year. And, like, every guy we bring up, if they have a pulse and, you know, has been proven to be at least an average quarterback in the NFL, we can, like, kind of talk ourselves into by saying – yeah, well, if he's average here, then the jet the defense is just as good as it is now. Then we're going to be in the playoffs for sure. Yeah. So, like, that's why the I think the conversation of who the jet quarterback should be is such an interesting one because it's like it's like an only you can only go up from here sort of thing. Oh, 100 percent. Because this is the worst quarterback in the NFL by by a mile. Yeah, and and by a mile. I don't think it's crazy to say probably like statistically, definitely the worst quarterback. Is he the worst quarterback in Jet history? <laughs> yes. You think? No, 100%. He's, he's like probably the third worst quarterback in NFL history. Of course, he's the worst Jet quarterback. And I thought and I thought Darnold was bad. Like, I, I mean, I still think Darnold is horrific. And Right, but at least like he can, he's, he, like, can hang around the league and like make a play. Like, oh my what's, God. What's this, the this Jets' kid? record if Darnold's their quarterback? Uh, I don't want to get into this. Uh, I, just want a rough, I just want a rough guess. They have seven wins right now. I don't don't go game by game, but like well, preseason, if they announce that Sam Donald's their starting quarterback this year, what do you think the over under is for their wins? Well, I've said before that if if a healthy Mike White is your quarterback all year, I think they have about ten wins. Um, Sam Donald, I mean, I don't know. I'll give them nine. I guess maybe. Yeah. Because <laughs> all you have to do is not be Zach Wilson, really, yeah. right now. That the, the the most redeeming quality anyone could have right now is just not Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, there we. It's kind of laughable now to look at, but we put in our, you know, I won't say we. I I made the tier list and kind of sent it to you for like second second guess, but um or second idea, but we put the Jets as better than their record, and like as someone, I kind of have to, 
I guess, bash myself a little bit. I, I've been on this podcast, you know, week four, week three, when the Titans are surging, kind of been saying, like, you know, the Jets can follow this blueprint where they get very marginal or minimal quarterback play and have dominate the ground game and get a good – get have amazing defensive play. They'll win games. I I think I'm turning on that. I'm, I think last night made me realize that, like, in order to win big games, especially big games, you need a semblance of a quarterback. You can't just run out any hack and and rely on anything else other than the quarterback because at some point, and like I said, not a three-possession game, not a blowout to me, at some point there needs to be a hope that you can get back into this game, and there was none last night. No, none at all. So, I mean, I, I don't know if you had anything to say. We have a really fun uh, segment coming up next, but uh, did you have anything you wanted to pity the Jets on? Nope. Anything else? All right, let's get let's get into uh, probably the most exciting segment that we've had in this show so far. Very little introduction needed, but I hope you guys enjoy this. Nobody pray for me. It's been a day for me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances, but this a nigga with some counterfeits. But now I'm counting this Parmesan with my accountant lives. In fact, I'm down in this. Do say with my boobay tastes like Kool Aid for the. And real quickly, we wanted to welcome in a special guest. Uh, you may have seen him on TikTok. His content kind of has been flowing through our group chat the past couple of years. Uh, he goes by the name of Mike525. If you want to swing him a follow on TikTok, um, it will be in your best interest to do so. He is a Giants fan, so we wanted to bring him on coming off the heels of, I mean, a, a huge Giants win, going into a giant Giants game, no point, in, no pun intended, in Minnesota. Um, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. So, how how was that game for you? Did you did, were you confident going into that Washington game, or, or did you kind of think like, oh man, like we're doomed, like this season's done? Well, to be honest, well, I thought like at the very end of the game. I was getting nervous right there because I was like, oh, shoot, they're about to score right there. And thank God we defended that. I would have been mad if they would have gone a touchdown there and then the game would have been in overtime. You know, it's been stressful this season because the schedule is kind of tough. And so kind yeah. of to what you said about start, that, that last but, play but there. But that win was huge. So now it puts us in a good chance of making the playoffs. So but then to that. I we were going that far. To that last play you just spoke about, Mike, um, what did you think of that? Did you think it was pass interference? But you can be honest. We're honest. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I thought it was pass interference. But to be honest, they also missed calls for us, like for k too. The legal hands to the face, ma- face mask. They missed calls for us, too. So I don't think it would have mattered. And you, you mentioned Kayvon Thibodeau, hands to the face. Yeah. What a game for Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, I mean, he popped off. He was popped off is the a perfect way to put it. Uh, what do you, what do you think of him? You know, going forward, I know he's he's. I think be, he was a wonderful draft pick. To yeah, get. he's he's like kind of like the same way people talk about Barkley, and you just look at Barkley, and he's like looks like a yep. different human being. Kayvon Thibodeau is the same kind of way. He doesn't look like a normal human being. Um, enough about the I guess the defense and the specifics of this game. Daniel Jones. Uh, do you, where are you at with Daniel Jones? Do you want him to be your starting quarterback next year? How do you feel about him? Yeah, where's your confidence meter there? I think, like, like I, to be year. honest, whenever I thought of him, I didn't think he was the problem for this team. 
going forward. So I think he is the quarterback for us. So full. So now, yeah. Let me. I, yeah, I've drawn I say the, we'll, I say we resign him. So I've drawn the comparison of Jimmy Garoppolo to Dan, to Daniel Jones. Yeah. Do you have a quarterback or someone that you like would compare Daniel Jones to, or is Jimmy Garoppolo seem fair to you? What um, do you see in him? Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know, man. I feel like he throws too many turnovers, or I feel like maybe he makes a little dumb decisions, but I've seen Daniel Jones make dumb decisions a little bit. But he's learning. He's learned a lot from this coach, and I think this coach was a good hire. He's learning a lot from him. Great hire, yeah. Yeah. Um, So there's a a huge game for the Giants coming up. Um, I mean, being that they were able to win that Washington game, they could probably afford another loss, but I mean... You'd hate to lose one now. You'd like to keep that safety blanket for as long as you can. If they're going to go into Minnesota and beat the Vikings, who have only lost a pair of games on the season, how how do you think they do it? If you were drawing up the game plan for the Giants going into this one, what would you do? How would you run the offense? Well, to be honest, for defense, we got to like figure out ways how we're going to be able to lock up these receivers because these receivers are really, really talented and we just can't let them get so many yards. You know, so would you say Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in the NFL right now? Yeah, he's one of the best receivers. And how about so you you mentioned Justin Jefferson, and I've had my thoughts on Kirk Cousins, who I, feel I like think we stinks. Could stop Kirk. Maybe if we like put up a lot of pressure on him with like some blitzing on defense. All right, you get a Kayvon Thibodeau game like you had the other yeah, night. Yeah, maybe <laughs> something like what Kayvon did to Washington. You could maybe do the same thing to the Vikings. Yeah, I, I mean, do you think, Sonel, I guess uh, you're, as well as a Giant fan, you're also just an NFL fan as a whole. I've We've been critical of the Vikings and saying that they're frauds. Do you think they're a real good team, or are they fraudulent to you? Well, I mean, they did make a really insane good comeback to the Colts, but I don't know. I mean, the Colts are just not good. But yeah. I don't know, man. I really don't know if they're going to go that far, to be honest. I mean, they got whooped by Dallas, which was crazy because we never got whooped by them. And that leads me into, I guess, uh, my next question about the overall division. Let's say, you know, you had a magic ball and you could pick who you want to play in the playoffs. Are you playing the Cowboys or the Eagles? Probably Cowboys because they always choke. Interesting. Well, our Cowboy yeah. fans are, are going to be happy about that one. But uh, <laughs> the, Giants, the Eagles, the Giants, they're, they're, they're so tough. Thanksgiving, I feel they the Eagles are way more out. difficult to beat because of their roster. Defense too. That's why I feel like it's going to be more tougher to play the Eagles. Well, they have a first round bye, so I don't know if we actually play them the first round. No, we won't because they have a bye. Yeah, I think you'd have to play them further down the road. But also Jalen Hurts' injury too. Uh, I believe he has a sprained shoulder. I think is the report. So he's most likely going to miss this game, if not the next. Well, that's um, fine because he already clinched the playoffs. Yeah, and the Giants end the season against the Eagles, correct? Yeah, but they're probably not going to play the starters. That's that's what I was kind of getting to. Maybe the Giants can have that game as like a fallback option. Yeah. But you don't want to be in that position, right? You don't want to be in the position where you're relying on, you no. know, the Eagles to bench their guys. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, and so we mentioned Daniel Jones. What about Saquon Barkley? How do you feel about Saquon Barkley and his how his season's gone? I think Saquon Barkley's been really good for us. If the O-line was more elite, then I th- I say he get way more yards. I mean, he's made some insanely good plays this year for us. He's been looking better this year, and 
I'm thanking him for how much work he has done for this team. I'm proud of him. And I hope he keeps continuing to grow and develop. And maybe he'll become more good later on in the years. Well, what about, so would you, now they have a big decision to make with him. You, it sounds like you're, you say, so now what if they had to choose one? This is, sounds like they might have to Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. Uh, Tough question. Try to choose. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I is, but quarterback is the most position ever, right? Yes. So but is, he, but is Daniel Jones plays. good? I mean, any running back could probably replace anybody. Depends okay. how good they could play. It just really depends. I, I kind of agree with the running back thing. I think unless you have a guy like a Derrick Henry, uh, you know, you can fill in any other running back. But I think a lot of running backs yeah. definitely are replaceable. Yes, definitely. So now, would you put him? Would you put Barkley in your top five Giants ever? Yeah. Wow, little. Right. So how, how long? How long have you been a Giant fan for? Like, give me, give me the year that you started following the New York Football Giants. Year exactly? I don't know for like a really long time. Probably when Eli won the Super Bowl, or when Michael Strahan was playing during that time. Mm. Okay, cool. So that so that gives us kind of a, sort of a hint into where you're going to go here. Are you ready to give us your top five? Giants of all time, all time meaning yeah. in your lifetime. The floor right. is yours. Hey. It's your it's your world. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Top five favorite Giants players in my lifetime. Let's go. Coming in number five, we got Saquon Barkley, incredibly talented and exciting player to watch. Coming in number four, we got David Tyree. He made the greatest helmet catch ever against the Patriots in Super Bowl 42. Coming in at number three, we got Michael Strahan. He was one of the greatest defensive players that the Giants ever had. Second only to maybe Lawrence Taylor. Coming in at number two, we got Odell Beckham Jr. He was the he was one of the most dynamic. Wide receivers of all time. I loved watching him play. And coming in at number one, we got Eli Manning. He is my favorite Giants player ever. He is a two-time Super Bowl champion and MVP. He comes from a family of talented quarterbacks. Mike, that was electric. I just want to give you a round of applause. Thank you. I, I have chills going through my spine right no, now. I, I didn't. I didn't think you were going to bring it as hard as you did. Like the second that you started, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds like vintage Mike Five Two Five. I was like, "Oh, that, that was um, great." I was so <laughs> here. Thank. I appreciate that greatly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Yeah. You know what's what? crazy? We didn't know that you were that. Like, because when we first started following you, we didn't. You weren't really doing any Giants content or anything, so we didn't know that. You were kind of local to us, so that was that was pretty cool to to learn. Yeah, well, who would you guys say is your Jets players? Your favorite Jets players? Ooh, spinning uh, it. Well, on we, us. We're like you. We're professionals. We we need some yeah. time. We, oh, we don't do this work for we don't do this work for free. You know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, well, now Man. now that I just I guess Matt, if you wanted to ask any other questions, but uh, you are uh, you said you're from the tri-state area. Uh, mm. How do you feel about the Mets and Yankees? You know. 
Aaron Judge, Carlos Correa this morning? Well, the Mets, eh, I don't really like the Mets that much. I mean, Me they're too. all right, but the team that I really hate is the Astros. Oh, I like this guy. You might have to be a weekly for us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike. Well, look, I appreciate it. Um, thank you so much. much. Uh, this is awesome. I, I might have to root for the Giants now if the Jets are out. So no problem. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, if we look at your schedule, you can win pretty much all of those games. Oh yeah, I mean, but we've said that the entire year. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think you got less tougher teams than we do right now. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, except we just don't have as good of a quarterback. But I digress. Yeah, your quarterback situation is got to get fixed. Yeah, to say the least. Well, Mike, thank you again. I appreciate this greatly. Uh, we'll we'll no be problem. in touch. Um, and just know we're always supporting you. So thank you. Thank you. Take care, buddy. You too. Bye. And with all the jet misery, to say that we needed that right there is an absolute understatement. Um, love Mike for that. But let's get a little deeper into this game. I think that this giant game is, uh, again, we thought the Jets game was huge this week. Now we can totally shift our focus to the Giants, and the Giants have – they don't have any small games left. This is another huge game against a huge opponent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, Are you a little bit surprised by this line before we get into the ins and outs and the intricacies of this game? Yeah, what do you see it as? I see it as a minus four Minnesota. Yeah, I have the same thing. I, I feel like that's – I feel like that's low for them being home. It's just these two – this is – I have a conundrum with this game. And I think Vegas might too. I think that people are at one point too low on the Giants, but now maybe people are a little bit too high on the Giants after a commander's win where, don't forget, two weeks ago they they were almost in uh, a current jet state of like, wow, we just got our doors blown off and embarrassed at home. It, was, it wasn't too far off of what the, the Jets are right now. But then they go and beat the commanders in like a game that obviously there was a lot of debate about the last calls. Uh, Bobby and I went over that um, earlier in the week, but yeah, I mean, this is uh and then the other side, I think a lot of people in Vegas are too high on the Vikings. And I think that like they're they're it's, it's coming back to earth because they're not as good as people, as their record says, but Hey, they keep winning these games. And like, regardless of how it is, they're still 11 and three. Yeah. Uh, these are two teams with, um, very, very, very suspect defenses. And we can talk all we want about, you know, the biggest comeback in NFL history. That's a lot of points to give up to an Indianapolis Colts team. So, like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants were to come out and win this game. Um, but I just think it comes down to the Vikings are going to get their points regardless. So, uh, can the Giants score on them? I don't really know. Um, but... If you're the Giants, how do you approach this game? I think, you know, your recipe was last week, right? It was, first of all, Kayvon Thibodeau is here. I, I said that verbatim on our last pod. Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's really apparent, and it's something that guys, you know, the yeah. Viking staffers are going to have to definitely game plan for. So I think if you're the Giants, you kind of have to go into this game knowing that, like, kind of the, the talk around the league around in regards to the Giants is how good Kayvon Thibodeau looked in primetime. And if he's only getting better, then they're gonna, it's going to be a guy that people are going to worry about. So thinking about that, you're going to have to think that these, you know, just like we say about the Jets, how like teams throw away from Sauce Gardner, people are going to run plays away from from uh, whatever thought, whatever side Kayvon Thibodeau is on. And I think they're, that's the way they're going to have to scheme. They're going to have to know that they're going to try and, you know, he's going to draw the doubles. He's going to draw the chip blocks. 
And maybe, you know, that means that uh, Kirk Cousins does have an extra second to throw, sure, but uh, maybe you have to send, like, a, an equal blitz, maybe that means. On defense, where you have to send not just Thibodeau, but you have to send a guy opposite of Thibodeau because then you're you're at a man advantage. That's kind of like a more in-depth defense look at it. On offense, I think, I really think it's almost like this offense goes as Saquon Barkley does. To be honest, if he's having good games, this offense is probably operating very well. And then if he's not, it can get a little muddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to be interested to get your pick on this game with those four points because I'm actually not sure where I think you're going to go here. So, all right. So, but um, how about this? Does this count as um? Does this count as prime time for Kirk Cousins or does it not? I mean, it's a one o'clock game, but it's one of three. It's it's also one prime o'clock. Uh, yeah, one of. I think it's a prime time game on Christmas Eve. This is a this is a prime yeah, I think time so game. Too. So you can if you want to buy into that narrative. To me, this is. I think um, I've been very critical of the Vikings the whole year. I said Vegas isn't very high in them, or maybe I think so. I think some people are too high in them. Let me just put it that as a general statement, but. Uh, and then, the, but the Giants again. I, I struggle with this game, but I think that this game, and I can't wait for this to be a thirty-five point game. But I think this game screams a field goal game. This whatever side wins is a field goal. So then I'm obviously going to take the points with the Giants. Like these teams are so like. Right, that's what I was thinking. You might. Yeah, think. like I just think that they're so like evenly matched, but for like in different lights, I guess. Like I, you know, like I said, the Vikings are are people are too high on them. Blah blah blah. So I'm going to take the Giants with the points there. Uh, do I feel good about it? Will I pro- Will I throw a penny on this? Probably not. But I, I just think that the result of this game very very likely could be within a field goal. So I'll obviously take the underdog there. Yeah. Uh, so like we we just said, I mean, both teams very suspect defenses, right? So I would think that the Giants would probably have to score to, to have a chance about 27 points. And that's not something they make a habit out of. I think they average 20 and a half per game. I don't think Minnesota is going to have an issue hanging 28 to 30 points on the Giants. And that's where I get a little nervous. I think, I think down the stretch is where the Giants are going to get beat here. Well, but I think, I think a little bit of me does buy into the primetime Kirk Cousins thing. Like, yeah, we saw this great comeback against the Colts. You, you said it yourself, but like, you know, it's the Colts at the end of the day. You can make the argument that the Colts, like, wanted to lose that game. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and obviously I'm not, I'm not going to be the proponent of that, but I'm sure there's someone that would say, yeah, I'm happy that the Colts lost that game opposed to winning it. Someone yeah, out there. Yeah, I mean, Matt, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan had to be having just, I mean, war flashbacks. Yeah, it was, that was so bad. I can't even imagine that. Before we get into any other teams, what's your pick? Did you say your pick? Um, like I said, I just think down the wire, uh, the Vikings maybe pull away and win this by seven or 10 points, but I think the game's going to be closer than that. Um, I just think this game's going to come down to their offense versus the Giants offense. And I I think I'm going to roll with Minnesota every time. So, um, yeah, I'll take Minnesota with the, with the four giving the four, but I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they were to win by a field goal. But at the same time, it's like, I, you can agree or disagree. Would you be stunned if they win by, you know, three possessions? And the Giants, the and the, yeah, and the, and the Giants are just like everyone's like, okay, well then the Commanders are just really bad, and the Giants are also just really bad, and that's why they tied and had a, a one possession game in two games they played. Right. I mean, no, you're totally right. That I mean, everyone's just it's kind of just natural to, to be this way, but 
I mean, like, right before that Commander game, we were, we buried the Giants. Exactly. We said they were done. We said they're, they're and now it's, uh, you know. So, no, I wouldn't be shocked at like, all. Like, if you think. So, that's why I'm going to roll if, with Minnesota. If you think, for back, to, like, just sticking with the Giants, this will be really the last thing I say, but if you think the Commanders are a bad football team, and they're just like, you know, they're at, they are what they are. If, if, I'm not saying I do. But then this is the Giants' last three games. They tie the Commanders, get embarrassed, tie the Commanders at home, get embarrassed by the Eagles, and then they beat the Commanders by a possession. So if you think the Commanders are a bad football team, what does that say about the Giants? Yeah, I think the Giants and the Commanders are both uh, you know, average, maybe a tick below average. What do we have uh, them as, as mid on our tier list, the Giants? Or better than their record, maybe? Yeah. Uh, we had the Giants as mid, we had the Jets as better than their yeah, record. That was, I love that that came out yesterday before the game, honestly. Marketing reasons. Oh, but uh, are you ready to go around let's the league? Let's talk about the Jets, all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I think I All am. right, so let's go around the league. First game, or actually, I'm sorry, also the Saturday game, the Bills head to Chicago and play the 3-11 and Bears. Buffalo's giving eight on the road here. Um, I think it's a lot yeah, of points. Yeah, I mean, give me, give me Buffalo. You do? Yeah, I think so too. But give, give me Buffalo. I don't know. I like the way Fields is playing. I think I think they're. You just love. I, I do. He's so. He's just again. He's just an indefensible player. I think, and it's like, I don't know. I, I, the Bills' defense is. Yeah, it's been good, but I don't think it's. I think even you said yourself, it hasn't been like the world-beating defense that you've seen. So would it? Would I be stunned to see you know this game be like you know. 31 to 26, 27? No. We did make an error, by the way. So there's three um, Christmas Day games. Oh, so. The rest of the slate outside of Monday. So this is not a primetime Kirk Cousins vehicle. Does he that, uh, that change my mind? It doesn't change my mind at all. I still, I'm still going to stick, stick with the Giants plus four, but that's funny that we both didn't realize that. It's like the reverse yeah. primetime game. Uh, so yep. maybe Kirk Cousins gets saved there. So, um, okay. So that's so if you if you like if you like the game to go this Bills Bears game to go the way that you just said it might, don't you love that over forty and a half? Yes, yes. I, I don't I don't yeah. think this is going to be a low unless I haven't looked at the weather. Uh, there there could be weather. Obviously, Chicago Northeast this whole weekend is going to be uh, getting hit everywhere. It looks like so that could definitely factor yep. into it. So I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't know my over unders. We're recording this on Friday afternoon. So, you know, weather is. Could, they could do nothing this whole weekend. But I digress. Next mm-hmm. game. Do you have a sniff? Uh, I do have a sniff. Uh, it's. Right. It's. I'm still debating it in my head. It's in the back of my mind. Next game. Okay. The New Orleans Saints head to Cleveland and play the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is giving three. I don't like what I see out of Cleveland right now. No, neither do I. Um, and this is talk about a bad weather game. That's what this game is going to be. I mean, high wind. It's going to be disgusting out. Um, but I mean, I, I don't think Nick Chubb has found the end zone since Watson's come back. I think this week that changes. I think he has a big week. And uh, yeah, I think the Browns find a way to win. And uh, you know, being that I think Cleveland wins, I'm obviously going to take the three points. So you're going to take the three points. I think I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, I, yeah I, you know, I just again, gonna be gross. Anything can really happen. You know, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Next game, this is a, this was almost gonna be my sniff of the week. I, I just decided what my sniff is going to be, and this is not going to be it. 
but the 112 and 1 Texans head to the Ryan Tannehill list. Tennessee Titans, uh, 7 and 7. Tennessee's in like a free fall right now, but giving three, uh, this is, I think Derrick Henry runs uh, maybe 40 times this game. Yeah, so Tannehill's probably out for the rest of the season, which, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of a fan of Malik Willis. I mean, um, but no, I mean, it's certainly a blow for Tennessee. Um, you know, if they had any plans on, on going on some sort of run, um, yeah, I don't see it anymore. But, you know, we we praise Derrick Henry every week on this show. I'm just going to keep riding with Derrick Henry. Um, and, and one I'd thing, probably, Tannehill wasn't playing spectacular. So it's like, you know, this whole no, offense but he never does. But, you know, obviously, I think it's obvious that it might be a bit of a downgrade right now, but... Hey, look, we saw we spoke in at large about the Jets, but as soon as their backup quarterback, or you know, in this case, practice squad quarterback came in, the whole energy changed. So, could that possibly happen with the Titans? Very possible. I think it's a real thing. Um, I'm going to give the three points there with Tennessee. Yep. Next game. Uh, this is an interesting one. I think. I, I mean, one team that is kind of like, if you lose, you're pretty much done, and then the other team's kind of skating their way to the playoffs. Seattle heads to Kansas City, eleven and three. Kansas City, seven and seven. Seattle. Kansas City's giving ten. That's a lot of yeah, points. Uh, give me, give, give me Seattle. I'm not doing it with Kansas City I, anymore. I so it. agree with you. I, I know. I'm just not, I'm not falling into that trap anymore. I'm done with it. <laughs> but like, this is going to be the week where it's going to be forty to seven. You know it. Do you, Do you want to talk about that beat that you and I both suffered this past Sunday? No, I'm good. I I I think I'm I'm past it. I actually wasn't didn't even think about it until. You just mentioned it right now, but I've honestly, I right. bet, I bet the Chiefs with Chiefs money line, Travis Kelsey score a touchdown every week, and I've been getting just absolutely hosed by it. But one week, yeah. Chiefs yeah. just won't win a random game, and then the next week, Travis Kelsey doesn't score. So I, uh, I thought it was a good formula, maybe not so. Uh, so you're gonna, you're gonna take the ten with the Seahawks. I'm gonna take the ten with the Seahawks as well. Um, easy choice there. I mean, like one thing I'll say about the Seahawks: no Kenneth Walker again. I don't know if he's gonna play the rest of the season. But you can lose this game, and it's going to be hard to get up from it in their spot. What is it about Kansas City that they just don't put their foot on other teams' throats? I, I just don't because they obviously have the ability. See, to. I have a theory where I almost think like they get up, they they have the ability to get up big, and like they know they can win their games with marginal effort or like marginal, like you know, not preparation. They're one of the most prepared teams in the league, but like they're not. You yeah. don't feel like I don't feel like Andy Reid is sweating every play call. Like, you know, they do these ridiculous things at the goal line, and it's like, oh, if it works, maybe we use it in the playoffs and teams are scared of it. If it doesn't, we'll just come back next drive and we'll throw a 60-yard bomb to Travis Kelsey and score. Like, their offense is so good, and Mahomes is so just next level that I feel like in the regular season, they can almost, like, try things and skate by and win games. Well, I actually read something about that where Andy Reid kind of, in practice, will just give Mahomes and Kelsey and whoever else just kind of, like, the leeway to just try new exactly. things, it's and then crazy. they'll bring them out in games. It's almost like they're kidding. Yes. All right. Let, let me propose this to you. If every game, if you told the Chiefs every game to play, if you lose, you're eliminated from the league. Every week's win or go home for you. I think they could win out. Like that's kind of just the way I feel about yeah. that. Yeah. They pro- they're probably good. Um, yes. So okay, good that we agree there. But still, in now that that is true, we've seen you and I big on the anti-Chiefs covering the spread bandwagon. And we're going to do it again this week. Next game, these are two two AFC teams that I think have recently have played some like pretty good games. Uh, 
you know, when they match up together. Bengals, Patriots, Bengals 10 and 4, Patriots 7 and 7. Both these teams are surging. The Bengals all of a sudden, you know, in the beginning of the year, Joe Burrow appendectomy looks rough in the beginning of the year, and now they're 10 and 4. They're kind of going crazy, and they're giving three points to the Patriots on the road. I kind of love the Bengals here. Yeah, I do too. And I guess we haven't talked about this yet, but I mean, that play at the end of that Patriot Raider game, like, did they not know the score? Like, what were they doing? And how is that a Bill Belichick coach team? Like, that was that was actually the dumbest play I've ever seen in the NFL. Well, yeah, I mean, a couple things about that play. I don't think we haven't spoke about it really at length, but um, Bobby and I hinted it when we run around the league, or we did a little recap before, but... I think that that was just like a, an instinctual play that was made that shouldn't have been made. Like, you know, guys rely on their instincts all the time. And, you know, who, who was it? Was it Stevenson? That, not Stevenson. Uh, who was the one that threw it back? Who was the running back? Um, Whoever the running back was, the nameless running back. I, I, I know we both know who it is. That the name is Pascal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably gets the ball and says, oh, time's expired. I'm just going to flip it around and we'll maybe see what happens. And then, oh, I just threw it to the other team. Oops. Like... I don't think there was much thought that went into it anywhere. That's like let me put it this way: I think Bill Belichick had the same reaction to that happening as you and I. Yeah, but this wasn't even like like okay, it, when you're running that sort of you know when you're just hoping for a miracle, right? Who's the last player on that field that you should be throwing? I, the ball I know, to? I know, Mac but just Jones. like and you throw it twenty five yards but again, back to Mac. It was the most ridiculous thing. But again, that little fifteen seconds of thinking you just did to get to that, I don't think that was done. I think it was like, oh shit, no, I'm gonna get the ball in my hands and I'm just gonna toss it around because there's no more time left. But uh all right. You think Chandler Jones was like you think Chandler Jones was like is that the football? <laughs> like, I it'd be funny. I wish this happened because it would be so poetic if he had like a like some sort of incentive in his contract for like an extra touchdown where that won him or they earned him like an extra hundred thousand dollars or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Um, so I'm on, I'm on Cincinnati minus three. I'm also in Cincinnati and I'm actually a, a, a little, little tiny bit, tiny bit surprised about the line. Tiny bit. What do you think it should be more? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is saying the Bengals are six points better than the Patriots. I think right. the Patriots uh, have been playing decent of late. Not not the best, but... Yeah, I know, but I mean, the, the Bengals are, are like... I really think the Bengals are right there with, like, the Bills in Kansas City. Like, they're really right there. Like, if you told me that there was going to be one team to knock one of those two juggernauts off, I would I would pick Cincinnati. That would be my... It's almost like you looked at it... So it's I, almost yeah. like you looked at a tier list where they were in the tier of could knock the two teams above them off. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I like Cincinnati. Okay, cool. Both there... Next game, the Panthers, the five and nine Panthers, host the surging. Talk about surging, seven and seven Lions. And I said this before we get into the picks. Lions giving two and a half. I said this that Jacksonville, the Lions. You know, you can talk about you know different quarterback paths, blah blah blah. But just like right now, in a single season scope, very very similar to me. Very similar. Yeah. Um, yep. And we, obviously, we spoke about the Jaguars before, um, but I'm all over the Lions here. Two and a half. Oh, I know. It's it's like yep, the me biggest. It, this seems like so trappy, but like I don't know, like how much more the Lions need to prove for me to be, keep betting on them. Yeah, no, I, I think this is a gift. I, I'm also um, I'm also on Detroit there. Um, high, very I mean, very high Sam alert Darnold's though. Still I'm on very high alert of this game only just because of the line. Like you know, if 
if like there's some ridiculous injury in the first you know drive of this game, um, something's going on here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if if there's some ridiculous like pass you know pass interference that determines this game or you know anything that comes down to any sort of official call, my my suspicion meter is very very high on the NFL. I'll just put it. I'm just gonna lay that. I'm just gonna lay that out there. Here, um, next game, the Falcons head to the Ravens. Tyler Huntley led Ravens. No Lamar Jackson still. Baltimore's giving six and a half. I feel like that's a lot of points for the way Baltimore is right now. I agree, but do we know where Marcus Mariota is yet? Uh, no, I don't. But I don't think right. he would be so, playing regardless. Yeah, I, I know, but like. We always talk about just, like, not liking teams that just have a lot of in-house nonsense going on. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, you know, I mean, I know it's a touchdown. I know it's a lot. Um, I've said before that I kind of like Huntley. I, ca- I agree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm, it's a lot of points. And, like, my, my gut reaction was to take Atlanta there. But um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Baltimore. I think I'm going to be as well. Um, but, again... I, I'm not touching this game with any sort of any coin because nope. I'm not going to. No, no, no. Yeah, honestly, my my sh- like sharp play would be I love teasing the Falcons here. One, I think that's um that's an amazing tease, and you know put that with another game that you love. I love that love teasing that there, or just the Falcons money yep. line if you think that the Ravens are really just not good without Lamar Jackson, but. Um, you know, for the pick's sake, I'll I'll be safe here and I'll take the the Falcons giving the points. Uh, Falcons, uh, the Ravens giving okay. the points. Sorry. Um, next, all game, right, gotcha. The Commanders head to the another surging team, the 49ers, ten and four. Brock Purdy is here, giving a touchdown all day long. Oh, giving a touchdown and, and a yeah, half. And sorry, the, six and a half. Yep. And before before I get my pick here, this is another over that I'm just obsessed with. I mean, if, if you're gonna if, if the spread is set at six and a half, and the over under is only at thirty seven and a half, yeah. I mean, yeah, give, give me that over because I mean the 49ers can put up twenty eight by themselves. Um, and yeah, I, I love I love San Francisco in this. Here, spot, here's a play. Ready? You want to hear the play? We're gonna do the Falcons. This is a teaser. Falcons with the points over in the Commanders okay. 49ers, and then. This next game, I love the dog here in the next game. Okay, let, let's remember that so we can post okay. that up. So, this for this game, I'm giving six and a half all day with San Francisco. Again, I'm I think that I you know I love Taylor Heineke. I like the makeup of this team for the future. Chase Young back this week is huge. Maybe that's definitely factoring into the over under. These are two defenses that have been playing very well of late. Regardless of the you know the yeah. Giants beating them, they still was a, a very defensive oriented game. Uh, I think the Commanders still see. Are, I don't think they're mathematically eliminated just yet. I think if they win out and get some help, I think they can probably sneak in maybe. Um, but I think that the 49ers, I, I believe in Brock Purdy. This team is lights out right now. Uh, I'm going to give the six and a half. Yeah, I agree with you. This isn't this isn't a game where I can I can follow the uh, hungrier dog thing here. I mean, I, I, the 49ers are just I think head and shoulders better. So, yeah, give me San Francisco. There you go. There. So next game, this is where I said I like the dog. It's not my sniff, but I do I, agree I with do you. like the dog with the points here. Eagles Gardner Minshew led Eagles most likely. There's a there's probably a one percent chance that Jalen Hurts makes a heroic effort to play this game. I don't know if they officially even ruled him out yet. Technically. Um, but I, I have seen like, you know, 
I, I think it was Schefter tweeted something to the extent of like uh, someone on the Eagles said, "Oh yeah, you know, don't want to rule him out yet because he has superhuman re- rehabilitation abilities or something to that extent." So I digress. Gardner Minshew led thirteen and one Eagles head to Dallas in a huge divisional game. If Jalen Hurts was playing, this would be the might be the contender for game of the year potentially. Um, Dallas giving four and a half is a lot of points for a team that did not look that good last week. Yeah, um, I, I think my only worry here is I think Dallas is playing for more. Um, I agree. But, I mean, I, I think that any time we've really seen Gardner Minshew in a spot where he had to play, I mean, he was he was solid. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I could see him going in there and, and kind of lighting it up a little bit. And even if they lose by a field goal, yeah, you know what, I... I, I I think I like Philadelphia as well. And and I like Philadelphia with the four and a half there, but I again I love teasing it. So my official teaser, and you know, I think I think there's some books that offer like ten point teasers. If you can get like Yeah, we'll find if one. You can get a book that gives you a huge teaser with Eagles over in the 49ers commanders and the Falcons, I think I love that. I love that play. Yep. So we're gonna both take the, the dog there with the Eagles. Next game, this is a contender for might not watch a minute of what was it? What do I usually say? Might not watch a minute of this game, game of the week. Uh, I, I, I think I switch it up say. every week, but that's going to be the award this week. So the Ste- the six and eight Steelers are giving two points, and they host the Raiders six and eight as well. But I think if you told both these teams they were six and eight, I think one team is like okay with it. The other team is like, what do you mean six and eight? Yeah. the Raiders as that second yep. one. So obviously, yeah. what's your pick here? I I don't know. I don't I don't like either of these teams. Yeah, I like I shouldn't say I, I that. I like Mike Tomlin, but that's it. Right. Yeah. I mean, the the Raiders are one of those teams that I just kind of got fed up with picking week in and week out. And you know, like we always talk about, they can't be that can't be that bad. And they they just kind of are. Um, I I'm interested about all the I'm interested in all the noise about potentially moving on from Derek Carr because once he's I mean if I'm the Jets I'd take him but um yeah I, I don't know I, I guess give me the Raiders just because I think just personnel wise they're a better squad um but I have no strong convictions about this game and, and like you said I'm not going to watch a minute of it I'm going to go the opposite of you I'm just going to take Mike Tomlin with the Steelers giving two just win the game you know win the game by a field goal that's, fair. that's all that's all I'm going to take there Next game, we're going to head to Christmas. The Packers head to Miami and play the 8-6 Dolphins. Dolphins on a little bit of a skid here. Dolphins giving 3.5. And, and I'm going to make the Packers my sniff of the week here. I right, just am. Uh, like, I know there's been some injury news around them. Uh, I know the season has not panned out like they they intended it. Aaron Jones questionable. I, you know, I'm still going to take it. I've seen it at like plus 185 even. Uh, sorry, it's, run, it's down to 165. It was at 185 yesterday. I like it. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers as a dog there. On perf- it should be fine weather. Maybe if it's rainy in Florida, who knows, but not nothing like uh, up northeast. So I think assuming nice weather, Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to take it all day. Yeah, I actually think with Green Bay, I actually think in terms of the injury front, I think it's mostly good news. Uh, listen, Aaron, jo- Aaron Jones would be a big blow, but I mean, A.J. Dillon's uh, been running like a madman the last couple yep. of weeks. And last week was, uh, I think last week was the first time that they had Romeo Dobbs and um, Christian Watson on the field at the same time. And um, I think this is the healthiest 
Aaron Rodgers has felt all season. And I don't know, man. They, they kind of need a win. Uh, the Dolphins are skidding. I, I know the Packers just beat a brutal Rams team, but I don't know. It, maybe it instilled a little bit of confidence. I, you're going to call me a Packer fanboy. I, I think I like the Packers too. I just, I don't know. I just, I, I just have a feeling about that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I get I'm it. Gonna, I'm not going to sniff them, but I'll take them with that three and a half. I mean, look at the last last three games for the the Dolphins. They lose to the Bills, a lot of points scored in that game. They lose to the Chargers, and they lose. They put up a lot, gave up a lot of points to the. 49ers, their defense hasn't been playing well. This offense, I don't think there's any questions about the Dolphins' offense. Maybe if you don't believe in Tua, I guess you can you can have some question marks around that. But I think the defense has to be a bigger question. Yes, those are three really good offenses they just played. But you know, I think the Packers have when, like you said, when they're healthy, they have a good offense too. So I, yeah. that's where I'm lying on this game. But but the Packers do have a pretty brutal defense as yeah. well. So what's I mean... the over under of this game? Do you have it? Take a guess. I want to say, like, I want to say people are on the over kind of for the reasons I just said. So I think it's probably got to be high. I don't know if it's in the 50s. I'll say, like, 48 and a half. It's 50 even. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So they went up to 50. Mm, yep. I mean, 31.25, you cover. 31-21 you cover. Very yeah. viable scores. I mean, I'm not going to touch it, but... yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised that you're on Green Bay, though. Yeah. And uh, I, for some reason, I am, too. I mean, I, look, I like Mike McDaniel, but, like, I, and I think he's just an offensive mind, and I love what they do on offense, but they just give up too many points sometimes. And I think, like, yeah, yeah. maybe the Dolphins will be... Like, I think this is a shootout, and give me Aaron Rodgers in a shootout against Tua all day long. That's just how I feel about it. Um, mm-hmm. Next game, I said contender for might not watch game of the week. This is the might not watch game of the week. I'm going to be very invested in the number that this gets anywhere this is shown. Because I think if you're watching this, like I said, seek help. Uh, the Rams are hosting the Broncos. The Broncos are giving two and a half. Uh, just, I don't want to spend a minute. What's your pick? You're just going to take uh, the points. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'll take I'll take Denver just because I. I don't know. I hate the Rams. I don't like Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, I'll go Denver too. I want my dad to not end it all. Um, yeah, let, let's go Brett Rippon. Let's move yeah, on from yeah. that game. Uh, um, you know what? I'm going to go Denver too, just because I think there's like the gl- smallest glimmer of hope in that defense <laughs> there. Um, yep. And the last game, or no, sorry, second to last game, last game on Christmas, the Buccaneers head to Arizona, yep. the 4-10 Arizona Cardinals, Bucks giving 7.5. It's actually not even Cole McCoy. It's the... Kyler Murray-less, Cole McCoy-less, Trace McSorley-led uh, yeah. Cardinals. How do you not give the Bucks here? How do you How do you not do it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any rational. Trace McSorley, seven and a half though. I don't. I like. I think I'd get the Bucks. Just don't impress me at I'd all. I'd give ten and a half. Ah. Uh. For the sake of disagreeing, I'll take the Cardinals. I get why you're saying that. I just, I don't know. The Buccaneers just, they just disappoint me every week. I mean, but like, I think this game's so. going to be like a, I think this game could be like a get right game for the defense. Like, this could be a route to me. I think I, this could very easy, very, very easily be a route. You know, uh, you know, just, could, be. could you see this, the game where Mike Evans breaks out and the Bucks defense has, you know, three picks? I think the Cardinals locker room has been blasting that Trace McSorley song all week, and I think that there's a chance he balls out. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'm not going to – I'm taking the Bucks here. 
Uh, last game. Yep. This is a this is a whatever game for Monday night, I guess. Uh, Chargers now find themselves at eight and six. Colts four nine and one. I think everyone in the world should agree they should be at least five eight and one. Uh, and the Chargers are giving four. Uh, I'm on the Chargers here. Uh, I don't. I think the Colts yeah. again. I think I, there's a case to be made that the Colts are happy they lost. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I, how could you not be? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to ride the Chargers as well. All right, both on Chargers. Uh, I think there's a lot of games we actually agree on this week. Um, again, mm-hmm. we went over the Jets. Uh, we agree that their their season is over. Um, but look, it is the holiday season. I uh, just want to say happy holidays to everyone before we get out here. Um, enjoy your big weekend of football. A lot of divisional matchups like we just went over. Thankfully, you, your Sunday won't be ruined by watching the Jets if you're a Jet fan. Um, we'll be back next week, talk a little bit more. Uh, any sort of free agent moves that go on the MLB. We'll go over the Giants. I guess we're going to have to you know, preview the Jets and Giants going forward. If, if we even want to yeah. do that, but uh, I have an ignorant question yeah. for you. So I obviously don't know the entire uh, background of your family. I've never seen a family tree. Do you? That's the name of my also next book. Celebrate by the way. Christmas. Never seen a family <laughs> do tree. You also celebrate Christmas. Or there's no? Uh, there's no Christmas tree in the uh, Allen household. So you, like it, it's, it doesn't exist. To you. No. Like none of your family celebrates Christmas. No. Really. Uh, people always ask me that and it's like I know this is now the way you're coming at it but people are always like wait 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 what do you mean you don't celebrate Christmas like come on you it's like (laughs) someone's like come on dude come on you don't have to lie to me you celebrate Christmas like like, no I don't I just don't (laughs) I don't think I knew that both of your parents were Jewish I I, you know maybe I thought one of them might have been yeah we're we're, there's it's been uh, rough around here given the Kanye news of late so um (laughs) yeah but uh yeah no no Christmas being celebrated here But uh, I hope everyone listening to this enjoys their holidays. And as always, thank you for listening.